Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. Stick with the Japanese animation. And welcome to the Otaku Host Club Podcast. I am Amelia, and I am always joined here with Jeff and Dan. Say hi. Hello. There they are. They're from here. the from the past or from the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the recording is all horribly just coming inter interdimensionally right there. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'm I'm a hollow. Oh shit. From the center, all the way in the netherworld. Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. I, I seek only things of value. You know, I wouldn't like hate... records. I wouldn't hate being a, um, a little, like, hollow animal, you know? Like a Menra, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of cute. They're so cute. But some of them are kind of awkward looking. <laughs> yeah, it's an understatement. So, today's episode, we're going to be talking everything Made in Abyss, the series thus far. Um, but first, let's check in. You know, it's only been a week, but maybe, maybe something new has happened. I finished uh, Edenton Deities No Only Peace. Oh, shit. I'll, def- I'll definitely watch a season two. If right? One. Right? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I felt bad watching everybody get tortured at the end but overall this this did not live up to the hype of being some trashy kind of show in my opinion thank you think it was all that trashy or anything you heard it here first second i just thought it was a pretty reasonable action you know uh, strategy kind of show. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I think it just has like such good vibes. Like not like actual good vibes, which is like the whole show itself is very much a vibe. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like how Trigger is a vibe. <laughs> it wasn't trashy like uh, Kiss Kissis. No, yeah. not at all. And I, I kind of thought <laughs> that it was going to be. It, it was... Glory mm-hmm. in the way that people described it, but I didn't find it as sexy as people described it. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I feel like uh, as soon as a, some some specific scenes happened, everyone's like brain just like automatically turned to like, no, this is this sucks, this is bad, this isn't good. But I felt like most of the things that happened were very um very uh, like congruent for the world that they were in so i was like yeah this sure. all makes complete and total sense to me and yeah 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 i also well yeah and i i uh i don't want to champion their use of sexual violence in this show because i yeah it was like completely superfluous in the first episode but that was like the only 
instance of that. I mean, it was really felt like, oh, we're, you know, we're really going to shock him in this first episode. We're going to hit him hard. Mm. And they never went in that direction again afterwards. Well, I would argue that you're kind of like, um, desensitized to it afterwards because like the whole latter half of the, um, the series, um, the, the, like the group of girls in the room that all of that is completely wild and outlandish and gratuitous. I feel like, uh, all the girls in the prison cell. No, all the girls when they, um, when they take over that one neat's room and get on the internet and stuff. Oh, uh, I didn't think that was so. No, any one way or another really it didn't, didn't really register with me as being any particular uh ed- edgy thing oh. it's not any it's not any edgier than uh i don't know like any number of scenes and you know the walking dead or something mm. okay scandalous <laughs> is it bad that i don't remember any sexual assault in the first episode it's at, the, it's at the end, and it's, I thought, I personally, it, I thought it was, dumb. like, everyone thought it was gratuitous, and I get that. I understand. I hear you. I hear you. But, like, I kind of thought it was done a little bit more artful than that, but that could just be me. Well, they tried, they, they tried to make it artsy, but, yeah, there's, there's, like, a solid 60 to 90 second gang rape scene at the end of the first episode. Maybe I just... Maybe it's been too, I don't know. Has it been too long? Or I just, maybe I ended it. I, maybe I paused the episode. I don't know. <laughs> did you not watch, maybe. did you like not watch the the last episode like Dan does? Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. I just, I just remember watching it and not recalling that hmm. anything bad at the end. So, yeah, maybe I paused it. Hmm. The gir- well, the, the girls, they, they, they forced the children to have sex and have babies. <laughs> children oh you're talking about that you're talking about that Mm -hmm. sorry 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 i I thought you were talking about how they uh (laughs) cut off the girl's face and peel it off oh no fucking hell yeah dude straight up but yeah no it's true they're like sleeping i mean yeah i suppose that's technically child rape Mm -hmm. but in practice it like they don't i don't know Uh, they like it's not particularly graphic. No, mm-mm. no. And I, I you know, again, but now like that in, we remember that the age of consent in Japan is thirteen, it's a little less bad, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some age of consent issue going on there cross culturally, and I, I also, I don't know, like in in practice, these because they're not particularly graphic, mm. you know, these scenes are, are like they don't don't register as being so. Compared to some of the trashy ass shit that we've seen on this podcast, the lack of you know clear cut, you know obvious, uh, I don't know sex acts just makes it sit more like. Eh. <laughs> we have seen. But nobody's nobody's peeing on each other, I, so you're like, eh. you're like, yeah, it's not a pee scene. So what is it even? <laughs> 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 um. I'm coming up on you, Dan. I watched Panama Inverted, and I watched Summer Ghost. So I have not seen Panama Inverted. What did you think of that? Um, 
I think that if I watched this in 2013 when it uh, when it aired, um, I would have absolutely loved it because the world is like it's like not post apocalyptic because it's like way farther than that. It's like um, mm. like a progressive society based around these two like polar like gravitational pulls and there's like mm-hmm. so much going on about the world that um it's kind of hard to understand like the the laws of nature about everything so mm-hmm. situations happen and then i'm like wait a second which way are we going are we going up or down <laughs> mm. but um it's very cute and almost made me cry almost a little bit but I think because it, uh, I did not watch this first. I watched things like Your Name and Weathering with You and I yeah, Want to eat your, eat your Pancreas. Like, those are all pretty, like, heavy hitters. So this one was a little yeah. less impactful. But I do think it is definitely something worth checking out if you haven't, mm. for sure. It's a really cute I, story. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it's it soon. Something. I can. I just checked. You're at 481. I'm at 483. So I gotta <laughs> get on this fucking movie. <laughs> well, that led me down a. Um, I I want to. I guess like. I don't want to say like cyberpunk, but I guess maybe it it is. Um, led me down this path. So after I watched Panama Inverted, I watched Summer Ghost. Or I watched Summer Ghost first and then Patamon Bird. But anyway, so afterwards, I watched this um, OVA series that was recommended in the recommendations on Mal called Pale Cocoon, which is like a 20-minute like OVA that mm-hmm. is about a society that has to live underground because the sky is fallen or some shit like that. And mm-hmm. um, this it follows like this one man who is part of the like data archive um like recovery team so basically he just gets uh data like videos or pictures of um our world now and like from the past like um animals like somebody's random like internet video and they try to like recover the info and keep an archive of it so he's like really really obsessed with like trying to view pictures of the past of like what the world used to be because of how desolate and like confining their world is now which was really cool and the animation is wild i think it's um from 2005 it was wild how cool it looked and i watched the dr stone special which was also really good because it's dr stone and it's just really good yeah, I've got to get into Dr. Stone. It was so good. Yeah, it's like a bridge, right? It's going to bridge the last season to the new season. Yeah, and um, I think it, yeah, it's definitely canon. It's definitely something that, like, if you haven't seen it, you're going to want to see it. <laughs> mm. but yeah, Pale Cuckoo. So are you just like... For sure. So you're just like trying to find the shortest things you can watch in the most, in the quickest succession... <laughs> so you can be Dan. Well, yeah, well, here's the thing. There's no way she's going to beat me on episode count. Yeah, she's never. She's got to beat me on title count. Yes. On co- completed completed work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've also been working through, like, I this year I wanted to watch more anime movies. So that's what I've also been working towards, is watching mm-hmm. more of them. So next mm-hmm. up is uh, Sing a Bit of Harmony. That's the, the next one on my Hell list. Hell yeah. Yeah, we got to do a full episode on that. Yeah. 
And I like yeah. checked out the first episode of um, Orbital Children from Netflix, but like, hmm. that's not it? your jam. No, nah. I would never recommend that to you. <laughs> what the fuck these children be doing? I like their yeah. little their little phone gloves, mm-hmm. but in practice now I have tattooed hand gloves, so that would get rid of my tattooed hand gloves. So why, why? <laughs> yeah, that 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 had a really disappointing ending. Mm. Just didn't go anywhere. Great concepts, but uh, poorly executed. Yeah, it's like recommended and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, what is this? Space children? Stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at our mouths. I'm still ahead of you by 2,000 episodes. I mean, <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> no way. So if you, if, you watched, if you watched One Piece right now, then you'll get halfway... You, closer towards me mm, yeah i have a Over bunch of um, distance <laughs> i have a bunch of uh like mindless harem animes that i've been wanting to finish that i haven't finished yet so mm. i'm gonna do that yeah and I'll, I'll be not watching anime for like a month damn so this, is your, this is your opportunity to charge ahead well i was i was even thinking like Put me on the defensive I'm watching like eight seasonals. Wait, how many seasonals? One, two, three, four, five. I'm watching 14 seasonals that all end in like three months. <laughs> so mm. maybe mm. in three months I'll be. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't be the first to 500. But maybe in three months I will. Yeah. I'll be. I'll be um, surpassing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not convinced I'm going to watch more than 14 different anime titles in the next three months. So <laughs> you're probably, you're probably going to surpass me. This is a problem. This is a problem. Who, who's going to be the Ota King on the Otaku Host Club podcast? Stay tuned to find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, regardless of who becomes the Ota King... We're still way ahead of all of our pure <laughs> anime podcasts, to be honest. <laughs> strictly, strictly series just recently decided they were no longer casuals. <laughs> we're, we're farther ahead in this race than everyone else. Oh my goodness! Holy I mean, whoever whoever is the Oda King amongst our friend group is gonna be somebody from this podcast, <laughs> if not Matt. <laughs> Nah, Matt, Matt, uh, you know, he may register this as a challenge, but it's not going to be Matt. <laughs> no, he stopped doing the, the, the quantity. He's only in it for the quality now. Yeah, he's, he, I'm, I'm looking at the Mal, he's sitting at 288. What, is he going to watch 200 anime within the next couple of months? <laughs> um, yeah, he, can be yeah. the, he can be the manga king. That's probably true. You know, all like I don't know how to read, so <laughs> I'm yeah. I know how to read. I'm just really bad at it. So <laughs> I no. I can only read picture books. <laughs> Good thing manga is picture books. <laughs> I know. Too bad there's no, a lot of words still. I've I've spent all my time reading dry political books rather than manga. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to be the, the manga Oda King. Chainsaw Man has been tempting me. Yeah. I do not I have self-control. 
and I really want to watch the anime. <laughs> but then I see like manga covers and I see art and I'm like, <laughs> just read it already. I don't, I don't, I want to be surprised. <laughs> I was like, uh, on our seasonal episode, I was like less, uh, less excited about Kaguya this season because I already knew what was going to happen. I knew they were going to mm. end it where they ended it. Mm. <laughs> I was just mm. like, yeah, I've already seen it though. <laughs> In my mind. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch the new Kaguya. Speaking of manga, have you guys been reading any Nana? No, I have not followed through on that. I'm waiting to purchase the Nana manga, I've decided. Oh, you're going to get a complete box set? Do they have those? No, I don't think so. Slash, I'm I'm really only keen to buy the stuff after the anime ends. I just have not gotten around to that. Yeah, I've I've read like two volumes so far. And yeah, it is. Um, I much prefer the the, the anime. I think hmm. it's, it's a little uh, not dry. It's like uh, so. It, it basically um, it's falling right after the the anime, from what I've read, and it's just like getting into the marital the bureaucracy of that and. Like the social politics of marriage in Japan, hmm. and like who wants to marry who first, kind of like playing off what we just watched. But it, I don't know, it's just kind of boring. <laughs> to mm. Me. Mm. I, it's a lot of it's a lot of dialogue, a lot of bubbles, and not a lot of hype moments like in the anime. Mm. Um, so you're reading it f- from right after the manga, or right after the anime? Yeah, okay. right after the anime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, an- the anime just stops in the middle of the story. It's not like there's any time skip or, or you know, turning point. It just is like, all right, this is the totally arbitrary random chapter we've decided to stop at. And the manga just, like, and the next day, the story continues on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feels more. It feels much more like a soap, as right. I read. But I guess that's just the nature of uh, a really good shoujo manga. Sure, I think so. But I feel if I keep reading, I will get to the juicy parts. <laughs> yeah, just hang on. I don't know. What we were watching was pretty juicy. I feel like that's all. It just they just squeeze the juice right out of it. <laughs> Yeah, they, I think they cut the fat off in the anime series. Mm. And they just, yeah, they they uh, <laughs> trimmed down what was good. Can I? Um, it's just like, you know, the spicy stuff was if Nana was going to choose Nobuo or Takumi, and she chose Takumi. Mm. So now, like, who gives a fuck about her? <laughs> oh, geez, I don't know. I give a fuck about her. She's just going to yeah, go live her married uh, life now. Yeah, but it's, I mean, the, the anime paints that kind of picture, but, you know, there's still, uh, there's a lot that can happen once these people get married, you know, there's a lot that does happen as I understand it. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're still, we still have yet to see a, uh, you know, the anime does not bring us to any sort of conclusion with Goth, Nana, and Ren. Mm. 
you know, there's still that to be explored in the manga as well. Yeah, and we're getting two uh, two figures. Baby I know. Boys. I got. I got to get on that shit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy that shit next week. Hell yeah. I'm on it. I'm, I need. We've uh, on the Discord. We've decided these are NFT Nana and Goth Nana. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know why one is NFT Nana, but I'm rolling with it. Cream Puff Coon, June, and Matt. They went on this. This uh, went off on this tangent about their lives and like who, who rep- like what represent represents what character. I don't know. I, I don't think Matt. Matt I think has, Matt doesn't doesn't hasn't even watched it. Right? Yeah, no, Matt definitely hasn't watched it. He's just <laughs> making it up based on based on their figures. That's pretty accurate, though. Like based on their mm. figures. Well, God, yeah, Goth Nana is just immediately obvious, but I don't get <laughs> NFT Nana. But uh, you know, what it's do I like know about mo- NFTs? It's like the big monkey face. It's like just like a generic flower and a girl. It looks like a generic girl with a generic flower. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, NFT Nana ain't no generic girl to me. You know, oh, she's cool. I would date, I would date, as I was saying in the Discord, I would date, date either of them. Yeah, well, I'm I'd saying that we need, I'd date we both need of them simultaneously. a live action teen drama about Dan dating two Nanas at once. <laughs> one is cool and one is like girl of his dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of the Discord, thank you, Gecko2528, for joining, hanging out with us, and chatting. <laughs> yeah, welcome to uh, the wonderful world of... NFTs. NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that... Is that oh. That's not Kali's account, is it? No. What, no. And then Kali. Kali joined as well. Yeah, so we did an episode with Kali from Myth adventures myth just myth myth adventures yes Myth adventures uh, our neighbors which will, episode will be coming out soon yes if not before what? this or after who knows who knows in the stratosphere when these episodes <laughs> we've been recording yeah. every weekend guys we, we are committed to bringing you guys content i'm not sure which order any of this will come out mm-hmm. for con for context uh it's july 24th <laughs> and yeah, uh, and <laughs> we have not yet gone to Otakon. Yeah, it's not I, have, yet. I have not yet gone to Southeast Asia. <laughs> We've just been on our anime grind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, you know, in the Philippines, uh, you know, they had Slam Dunk on TV. They had Hajime no Ippo on TV. I'm wondering uh, if I'll run into fans over there. I'll have something to talk about with people. Oh my goodness, guys. I have some amazing news. Yeah. I went viral on TikTok. What? Really? Yes. Again? <laughs> no, well like more viral. Like the other yeah. the other was not what viral. viral. This is viral. Um I posted a video with a sound that was like um it's a sound and there's like a bunch of uh it's like a i don't know i don't know how to describe the sound but there's like a bunch of like hey 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 so like um i did like a from drawing to t-shirt kind of video where like i show the drawing and then at the end of the video i show the shirt like from concept to creation or whatever and Mm. it went fucking viral i woke up with um let me check it right now 
like i woke up with so many notifications i was like what the fuck it said like mm. ni- 99 plus and when it says plus you bitch you mean they mean like lots of plus <laughs> big plus yeah big plus um but uh let me see it it is at um oh my god this morning it was at 18.5k and now it's at 19.5k so oh 19.5k yes i went motherfucking viral i am freaking the fuck out <laughs> yeah i screamed I don't so know, jeff i don't know if you heard that but i was screaming my head off this morning uh, i called my mom morning? yeah i called my mom she didn't answer I called my sister she answered yeah so <laughs> wait all right what happens when you go viral are you gonna be on the news <laughs> Sometimes they sometimes they play these viral things on the news. It's so I'm true. No, shows. I'm not that viral, and I would be like okay. three million, four million, five million view kind of kind of viral. But for me, that's the most eyes have, that have ever been on my content ever. Yeah, you think anybody will recognize? Well, your face isn't in it though; it's your art. No, it's my art. Yeah, but people apparently yeah. have gone to the people are commenting like, "Too bad it's sold out." <laughs> Uh, and I don't want to tell them it wasn't even available in the first place. Ah. <laughs> but I'm going to post the Oticon exclusive shirt that I uh, I did another one. Same audio with Oticon mm. exclusive shirts. I'm going to post that tonight. And hopefully yes, that, go that's going to be your, your that's going to be your follow up. Yeah. And yeah. that'll be like, come see us at Oticon, you little beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Oh shit! So, this is on your TikTok. Yeah. Your star. The lewd drip TikTok. Okay. The lewd drip TikTok. Okay, that's even yeah. better. That's way not better my than personal. your personal one. Yeah, no, yeah, not my personal. Way better. But d- I, p- so, I post you, dumb shit on my personal one. Yeah. So do you? Is there going to be a? Uh, do you think there'll be an upswing in business from this? Uh, I already have um, two orders. Okay. Not so, bad. Yeah. <laughs> crazy it's wild is it, yeah oh that's cool yeah i was like chelsea <laughs> i was telling that i was talking to my sister i was facetiming my sister i was like yo does this mean like my business is gonna be like an actual real legit business like i'm gonna get orders all the time because i thought it was weird that i got an order <laughs> she was like mm. calm down i always post a video and i'm like wow everybody loves my content <laughs> i post another video <laughs> nobody gives <laughs> a fuck about my content <laughs> It was a glitch in the system. And I was like, okay, I'll calm down. But still, that's a wild thought. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I also just replied for um, uh, LLC today, yeah, a couple weeks ago. And oh, okay. I've gotten approved. Not bad. So, this shit's a legit business now, baby. Yeah. SPHC is an LLC, too. I'm not really clear what that gets me, but... My dad insisted that that was the correct thing to do. You know, my dad insisted as well that it was the correct thing I needed to do. (laughs) Interesting. But why, you know, why dads? Yeah. Why are dads so into (laughs) business formality? (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah, good point. Uh, I went to see Nope last night. Oh, that's cool. I saw a trailer for it on TV. It looked sick. The new Jordan Peele movie, yeah, yeah. it's is uh is interesting. I I this is the first time I've been to a theater I think in a while where people have clapped or like hmm. or like 
you know, ooing and aahing, except for an anime screening like Premier. Premier. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like in just being in the theater um, like that was mm-hmm. fun. Um, but yeah, it's a strange. It's a strange. It's it's not to give too much away, but I think you can get it in the trailer. But there's an alien spacecraft flying around. Mm. So it's a horror movie with an alien spaceship. Mm-hmm. And hmm. don't look up. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. It's like the first don't thing miss- I want to do when you say yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, re- I recommend it. Go go watch that movie. If you like horror movies. I wouldn't even say if, it's, if you like horror movies. I'd say if you just like good movies in general. Right. Yeah, maybe I'll go see it when I'm back in Baltimore. I'll go with you. Okay. Okay. We can see maybe if it's we'll at the discount theater. Yeah, maybe we'll go see it when I'm back maybe in Baltimore. We will. Well, I did reach out to Steve last night. Didn't seem like he was apt. But you know, I should have just texted you, Amelia. Oh, I was um, I was cutting up sticker shits. I was uh, was busy. I was I was a busy bee. I was folding shirts, probably bagging shirts. I was organizing mm. my stock. I was mm-hmm. making signs, making TikTok. Fucking, I've been busy, busy as fuck. I just want to. Yeah. All I want to do is watch anime, and I can't. And it's so frustrating. <laughs> That's all I want to do. I want to sit on my butt. I want to sit on my lazy butt. You were counting views on your viral TikTok. Yeah. One at a time. Actually, refresh, refresh. There's a yeah. t- there's a TikTok of a um of a girl. She's like you know doing her thing. Po- she like posts a TikTok, and then it's like a TikTok of her and what she does all day while she's waiting for her TikTok to gain views. And I'm like, this is me. <laughs> this is me. I watch my videos <laughs> like 80 times. I'm like, shit, yeah. Now yeah, oh, someone else would watch these. Yeah, that's how you get them view counts up. <laughs> I'm like mom go watch just, this just let your phone play yeah just let your phone play it on a loop perpetually so it gets the <laughs> algorithm going for you <laughs> I know it's because I get shadow banned so often for posting lewd stuff and then they delete my videos and then I cry oh jeez yeah I guess China's strict about that kind of stuff stupid China well TikTok is the Chinese government spyware right so they control uh, what gets posted a little bit. Is that for real? Are you for real right now? Kind of. Do they? Uh, I, I know they contr- I know they have the the data. Some yeah. Data, but they can release if they wanted, right? Yeah. I don't know if the Chinese government like will block things on TikTok, but they're definitely... I thought that was, like, well covered in the news, that TikTok was, yeah, a gateway for the Chinese government to collect information, you know, oh scraping God, information off social media. That's the top Google search. Is it for real? I don't like that. Stupid Chinese people. It's just... It's just... <laughs> cartoon boobies, okay? Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. It's art. That's what I said in my appeal on one of my videos. So I was like, it's art. <laughs> Hen- well, you could use hentai is art. Anything. Yeah. I'd say that. <laughs> hentai is art, but I, yeah. 
it's not it's not the it's not the fault of the Chinese people, you know. It's like blaming us Americans for Facebook. <laughs> not not an issue of the stupid Chinese people. So true. Well, to clarify the stupid Chinese government. The government in, in and of itself, right? Yeah. I I'd even just say stupid big corporations. Mm-hmm. So it all comes back to capitalism on this podcast, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. For me, it kind of does a little bit. <laughs> I'm just joshing with you. I'm just joshing. <laughs> all right. Anything else we want to talk about? FCC commissioner calls TikTok Chinese spyware and seeks the removal of it from Apple products. They're already spying. If you have an Apple product. So what's, you know, who cares at that point? We're all on TV all the time somewhere. Yeah, no, it's fucked up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's what that, uh, this, the new Yure Deco show is about. I was talking about last week. Mm. They, they kind of get into that uh, as a theme. Mm. Surveillance state, basically, and how they control what is being played and what's not being played? What goes out? What what doesn't go out? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you exist or if you don't exist. Yeah, there's definitely some 1984 uh, undertones in this show. Shall we get into Made in Abyss? Okay, so, before we get into Made in Abyss, I'm going to give a spoiler warning here. It's not really a spoiler warning. It's more of like a, you should just go watch the show. Because I feel like if you have, if you don't know anything about Made in Abyss, and all you, all you know is it's cute looking, um, that is, that is, (laughs) it's so cute. Um, (laughs) Basically, I feel like the best way to experience Made in Abyss is going in completely blind because I think when you go in blind without any expectation, it hits extremely hard. Um, So if you haven't seen Made in Abyss and you were looking for this to be the Made in Abyss review or like us being like, yeah, go watch Made in Abyss, go watch Made in Abyss. That's all we need to say. But going forward, we are going to talk about the series in its entirety. This is more for people uh, who are fans of the franchise and less of a review. You should go watch this kind of thing. Um, So this is your warning. If you have not watched Made in Abyss, just go and do it. Don't look up anything. Don't look up reviews. It's good. Just experience it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I imagine there's some people out there who probably have heard some negative things about the show, like whether it be gore or uh, lowly con, uh, things of that nature, you probably won't even bother to watch the show. Um, so this is also not for you. I think we might talk a little bit about that. I would like, I would like to um, bring it up later on. Um, but yeah, so there's, we've, we've got 
plenty to discuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it seems as I so I have not read the manga, but I was under the impression that the anime is significantly toned down in these these edgy respects compared to the manga. Oh shit! Yes. Also, preface all of this with I've only seen the manga. I mean, only seen the anime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read. I can't read. I've only watched the anime. This is anime only, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're all on the same page. Okay. Anime only. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, again, I kind of similar to Eda 10. I, I didn't find the, the lollycon or the sexual angles of the show to be particularly graphic or striking or anything. And I, so I, I want to, I don't necessarily want to get back to Eda 10, but I, I understand that the, the, yeah, sexuality of the last couple episodes of Eda 10 is inappropriate, even if it makes, plot sense you know uh with made in abyss i i I suppose you know when they're verbally like oh we're gonna punish you by stringing you up naked it's kind of like well it's a bit weird you know but the the instances of of um rika and reg of relating to each other, like, you know, commentating on each other's genitals or, or being shy when they're naked around each other. And I suppose I found that more kind of like realistic to their age group than like really inappropriate or something. Hmm. Yeah. Do we, want to, do we want to dive into that now? <laughs> yeah, I've opened the door to it. Yeah, open the door. Okay, so, okay, so, so really quickly. To walk okay, well, really quickly, we're going to break this down by um, talking about the first season and then the movie and then the three episodes of the series that are out. So. <laughs> Continue yeah. on to child genitals now. <laughs> yes, all right, so the first, the first season... Um, and within the first episode, there is a scene of Rico being disciplined by, I think, her teacher, like one of the one of the older staff in the orphanage. And um, yeah, like like Dan said, she's being strung up. She's nude. And it's like she's being whipped almost like, you know, BDSM sort of thing going on. And <laughs> when I rewatched this um, a couple weeks ago. I was like looking for the scenes that were controversial, right? So I, so when I rewatched it, I was like, I don't. So to my point earlier, I don't remember this the first time around. I just maybe I cleared it out of my my mind, uh, but yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I see. There's no, there's no genitalia being drawn. There's no like breast being drawn, but I can see why someone would have an issue with this, as Rico is only twelve years old. Um, whether or not you think it advanced the plot or if it's relevant to the plot, it's still a 12-year-old girl being drawn up. Like, yeah. So that's going to bother some people, right? Um, and I don't endorse that in real life. I don't know if the... Uh, well, actually, I do know, uh, based on a Reddit post, that um, the mangaka, mangaka, however you want to pronounce it, has saved... Uh, child pornography or like things in that nature to his i believe it was his uh what's the art deviant deviant art i believe mm-hmm. something in that nature 
And uh, I didn't check the resource, the source on this on the Reddit post, but it would lead me to believe that perhaps he does fancy that you know lolicon pedophilia, whatever it may be. And I feel like this has always been an issue with anime, right? Uh, it just seems to be pervasive, not pervasive necessarily, but like more in the doujin side of things, which is just what this is based off of. Uh, mm. You know, it's a webcomic, and I think comics are a little bit more, they're, they have a little more freedom mm-hmm. in this regard, less controlled, less uh, censored, less, uh, yeah. So, you know, when you go to adapt something like this, you can't put it on air, right? You got to censor it somehow, and I think Chainsaw Man will be a testament to how much censoring goes on when it comes out uh, in the fall. But all is to say, uh, that is the biggest scene. And there's no one other scene with a bo- with uh, an erection with uh, Ren. What's his name? Ray. Um, Ray gets yeah. yeah gets an erection, and I'm like, that's that is believable. Like, yeah, that's one. I I thought that kind of stuff was totally par for the course for yeah young kids that are you know kind of gaining life experiences as they go, you know. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, uh, Rico what like kind of pulls pulls on Reg's pants and goes like, "Wow, you're a robot, but look at your very lifelike penis." And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get that like there's an angle of inappropriateness to this, but also uh, aren't many people behaving like this when they're little kids? You know, when they like don't have it very much body awareness and they're still discovering differences between sexes and differences between genders. And they're still, you know, kind of like developing their sense of self and their, their worldview. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, and the anime doesn't do this. So like, that's not really like some orientation of the anime. Like that's not some like major, um, theme or major like like angle of the anime it's just something that comes up and then they move on relatively quickly and it's not drawn in any like shocking or or really like uh, out and out kind of way so i yeah i i didn't think maiden abyss uh yeah i I always imagined that maiden abyss had this reputation because of the manga rather than because of the anime Although I, I do agree that the uh, I I barely remember that the uh, initial scene of of Rico getting Rico Rika 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 Rico, Rico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. barely remember the initial scene of Rico getting tied up but yeah I mean that that's kind of weird you know but mm-hmm. I, you know it, I at the same time I remember in the first time I saw it in that moment I figured well they probably included this as a nod to you know how like how much more the manga leans into this, you know, or like they felt like they had to give something to the manga and then move forward in a more collected and mature fashion from there. To me, I just, uh, viewed it as it setting a precedent for the, for the world. It was like, it's not like every day that a 12 year old is being hung naked and being whipped I thought, mm. oh, fuck, this world is fucked up because this is allowed to happen. Not, oh, my God, look, a naked 12-year-old girl. 
I was like, damn, that Rico. I hope that she survives this, whatever whatever it is that she's going to go through. <laughs> yeah, I can I can understand your angle about how this sets up a precedent of, of like the intensity or or the like. Um, yeah, the the extremity, mm-hmm. what what happens? Uh, but it's I that the reason why I, I don't feel that way is because a lot of the intensity and extremity that happens later on, I view as being hyper-realistic. And that's part of what makes it so intense. And we talked about this on the Moe episode is, is the, uh, the push and pull or, or the like kind of cognitive dissonance of having these very cutesy Moe character designs, but then they have these like hyper-realistic, like, you know, uh, Rico gets poisoned and then they got to cut off her arm and she's like mm. bleeding out of every orifice and like, you know, these, these different, you know, like really, uh, with, yeah, these, these hyper realistic, uh, moments of, of violence and moments of, uh, danger that you're not expecting to happen to these cutesy Moe character mm-hmm. designs. Uh, and in that way, the whole stringing up thing is not hyper-realistic because ain't nobody doing that unless you got some kind of mental problem, you know? Like, like I mean, if that happened in real life, that would be child abuse. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this, like, the the intention was definitely not to portray, you know, the, the orphanage as being a, you know, home of, of child, of abusing children and, and harming them you know it, it was never framed that way at all so it's uh yeah that that part to me seemed like completely unrealistic making it at odds with the rest of the series mm-hmm. hmm. and i after rewatching it i there was a moment where i thought maybe it was used as some sort of comic relief but as if it you know that scene was an over exaggeration. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think there could be an angle of that. And I, I think too, with like, you know, when they talk about Reg's penis or like, Oh, Reg hugs Nanachi and he gets a boner. And I think that could be viewed as being a comic relief. Although I, I don't find it funny and I don't think that that's a reasonable comic relief. But the the way the show frames it, like the change in music and kind of the change in tempo when mm-hmm. when these scenes happen would lend your lend your it would lend the viewer to think that oh this is supposed to be the comic relief. You don't think it's funny? <laughs> no, I don't find it funny at all. I find it kind of realistic. And in that in that sense it's like kind of humorously awkward in the same way like I don't remember my first boner but it probably was kind of awkward I don't know and in that sense it's like could be construed as being funny but in general I don't find any of that stuff funny I mean they're little kids it's not like their their sex lives are not funny they're just like it's just real life you know mm-hmm. 
I don't think yeah. that's their sex life. I don't think they're they're <laughs> commenting on their sex lives. I think they're yeah. commenting that these kids are exploring in more ways than one, and I think that's really funny. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Yeah, not like it funny and like a ha ha, like laugh out loud, like oh my god, Made in Abyss is so funny. But like, at, like these kids are going through like fucking realistic experiences and like yeah. less than it's not com- it's like not I don't want to call it like comic relief but it is a breath from the the pain and the suffering that they're going through like that you know yeah. they can yeah, still yeah, yeah, yeah. joke around and be themselves and figure out who they are as people at the same yeah. time of like like yeah. discovering their goals you know yes this is true and I, <laughs> I uh yeah, you frame it in a in a very good way, in my opinion. I, I agree. Yeah. You explain it. I thought it was funny uh, as shit. Only yeah, because I, only because he's a robot. So like the fact that somebody had to make him a penis, <laughs> like that people can look at that functions is wild to me. Like the fact that like Reg is so like unknown in this world mm-hmm. is like something that like blows my mind every time. Every time he like interacts with people, I'm like. But he's a robot. But he has real skin. But he's a robot. But he has a penis yeah. and it works. Like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if I was Nanachi, I'd be like, oh my god, you have a penis and it works? Ew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I think uh, it's going to divide. It's going to always be divisive, these types of things. Uh, sexuality and... You know, whatever it may be, um, we have kept watching it regardless. <laughs> so, if you're not here for it, like I understand. Um, yeah, but I in, I realize we've just spent a chunk of time talking about this, <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, I find this to be a pretty minor element of mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. what a pun, but. It's a pretty like uh, small element of Made in Abyss, you know. Mm-hmm. It is really I don't view the show as being focused on this angle in any particular mm-hmm. way. I, I kind of mm-hmm. wonder if the manga leans into it more, or it's always been my assumption that the manga leans into it more. But I think the anime does a good job of you know cleaning it up and making it into a more mature viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very small details. <laughs> there's like one there's yeah. one scene that I want to talk about, but like way further down in the episode. Yeah, sure. Cause like that's the only time that this or maybe I should talk about it now. There's yeah, 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 yeah. The only time when it creeped me out when they were talking about this kind of stuff is when um uh Rico and Prushka were talking about the penises in the series. <laughs> They're having a girl moment or whatever. And um, Prushka goes, oh, yeah, my dad has a penis, too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking ew. dude, fucking ew, dude. dude, yeah, the daddy ew. pole. Ew. What the fuck? What? That's right. The fuck? That's right. Oh, and my I, God. I, I audibly, yeah. I audibly like, say ew every time because not only does that imply that she's seen it to me. And when I I've watched I've watched the Bondrude movie like three times now. Yeah. Um, but like on that third watch, I was like, fuck, like that means that like Bondrude was probably having sex with all of these people in the series. Like that, like that blows my mind. Like uh, she's seen it. 
she's seen it and knows it works because uh, Nanachi said something like, and it um, and Reg's penis gets hard when he touches Nanachi or whatever. And yeah. then Prushka goes, oh, That's... my dad's does. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, yeah, mm. I. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, the the gravity of <laughs> the gravity of that didn't really sink in on me in the moment, but I, you I know, know consciously right? acknowledged that, like, yeah. I mean, that's that's fucked up. I didn't extrapolate from up. that that Bon Jude was necessarily abusing every child in this room, but it it opens the door Maybe to not the idea every. that. It does open the door to the idea that he was abusing Prushka. Yeah, not maybe not every, but like special the special children, which sounds even more gross. Yeah, and you know, like mm-hmm. I, I realize that that the show, yeah, the movie does not explicitly say that Bondrud was abusing Prushka, but now that we talk more about it. I wonder if, uh, like, it opens the door to it with, mm-hmm. with that kind of commentary, and I'm I'm starting to wonder as we talk about it. You know, I because it wasn't explicit about it, I just was like, well, you know, I I want to give some benefit of the doubt here. But if we think about Bon Drude's kind of his his goal set and his operations, I mean, maybe he was sexually abusing Prushka in an effort to build the kind of emotional relationship that he's trying to get to in order to have Prushka grant him the curse blood or the, the abyss blessing. Well, and also Mm. if you think about it, Prushka's at an age where when something like that happens, you kind of attach yourself to that person. Like if, uh, like, like, you know, the first time you have sex, you know, like you remember that moment forever because it's so like, You know, it's such a an, uh, a moment for the person as a human, as a person. Um, but yeah, and I was like, damn, did he really do that so that she would mm. love him even more to get an even better blessing? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That guy's and fucked up. I fucking hate him. I fucking yeah, hate maybe him. I kind of, maybe I kind of hate. Fucking hate Bondrud too. I kind of like Bondrud, but when I think about him sexually abusing this this child, I'm like, actually, this. I don't like him anymore. That's really fucked up. Yeah. Hmm. I was I was kind of willing. I, the the things that I like about like I like the idea of Bondrud the novel having a novel worldview where he's just like abandoned any sense of morality mm-hmm. and any sense of value structure to be entirely you know like goal oriented and practical and just like doesn't have any. It's like he's he's shed his sense of humanity in order to go go farther on his uh, towards his vision of you know of of understanding and and dominating the abyss. Mm-hmm. And I I like villains that cast off their humanity or cast off normative value structures in the name of accomplishing things. And to me, that is just, just an angle of villainy that, that is always appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Or, and I don't even think necessarily that's a villainous thing to do in general. You know, I, I, it's just a way of living your life that I think is interesting and in some ways appealing to me. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so yeah. that's what I like about Bondrude. But also, like, fuck, dude, like, I would not, you know, 
would not abuse a child to to accomplish my goals what the hell you know so maybe i'm not going to be some bonjured character you know even even there's lines even i'm not gonna think are reasonable to cross you know like killing yeah. killing the orphans and and you know torturing these people in various ways i was kind of like oh you know it's interesting how bonjured is like you know doesn't care about human beings and and that's kind of an interesting angle but yeah abusing that child is like damn man actually even I think that's fucked up as hell. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's one of the best quote unquote villains in an anime we've had in a while. Like, just in turn, because just from what you described, Dan, um, in like loss of humanity. Uh, but yeah, he's just like a very complex, if you can call him a person, uh, we probably can get that in the later how he's able to transfer bodies like his cautious consciousness yeah um, but it's cool it's so cool it's wild yeah it's the way wild. he sacrificed himself to make his own white whistle but then just kept bouncing his consciousness around and I love the way that he just like talks to everyone in this totally matter of fact like uh, you know like oh so it's, you know, it's yeah well, and I'm, I'm sure that that hurt like Nanachi is you know, she says to Bon Druid, I, I always imagined we were going to kill ourselves and or kill each other in, in battle. And and uh, Bon Druid just kind of flips the script. It's just like, oh, I'm so proud of you for beating me and for, you know, making it this far. I know. Truly, I, I have so much respect for you and I'm so overwhelmed with joy that this is, you know, what, you know, how it all played out. And it's just like, Man, like, no, yeah, no negativity out of this guy because you know that that kind of negativity stems from having human value structures, you know, having normative value structures mm-hmm. that Bonjour just completely abandoned. So he he just takes in every moment, every interaction, every instance of as in a totally in this totally objective sense of like, wow, it was you know, it was so cool the way you guys uh you know tried to ambush me with the big scorpion things and killed all my guys. Like that was really, really smart and, and exciting. And it was so cool how I killed all the scorpion things. You know, that too was yeah. like really thrilling and cool, you know. His catch his catch line is uh Subarashi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Subarashi marvelous. Says over and marvelous. Over marvelous. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. The little his little minions uh in the dub are way more creepy than mm. they are in the sub. Oh, interesting. Because they just go around going, looking, looking, kill, kill. Like they uh. like it's fucking weird. It sounds so crazy in the dub. I've watched yeah wild <laughs> i'm like who the I, I like did not get that from the sub at all you know they're like they like walk around they say stuff um but they're like pretty like um pretty just like in the background for the most part they're just like as minions basically but then in the dub they're like walking around like saying random catchphrases of things that they have to do like kill people and torture people and like pull the yeah, out and, and i'm like what the what and think about the difference of his minions in the present versus his minions in the flashbacks, where he's consistently having more like immersed, more critical conversations with his minions, and his minions talk like normal ass human beings. But then by the time the Nachi and crew get down there, all his minions are, yeah, as you say, they're just wandering around, short sentences, single words, and don't seem to have critical thought patterns or, or much analytics to them anymore. 
And I, I wonder if that's because Bon Drew just, you know, he's got his crew down there and as time goes on, he just keeps like wiping their minds or, or keeps like, um, you know, debasing their, their, uh, psychology so that they will be suitable. Um, so he can transfer his consciousness into them. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they're like almost like blank slates instead yeah, of yeah, having yeah, like yeah. fully exactly. formed opinions about stuff. Exactly. It's crazy. Because then the f- fucking crazy. Yeah, and the flashbacks, all of his, uh, all of his minions are like, you know, one of them expresses his displeasure with Bonjour torturing and killing these orphans, and the uh, the one that was kind of Prushka's um, adjunct or or, or caretaker. You know, when when we're when they have the Pruska flashbacks to how her story started, you know, he's he's, you know, has rapport with Bon Drude and he's just chilling and hanging out and talking to him like you would otherwise talk to your boss. But uh, by the time we get to the present time, the uh, the Umbra hand that gets assigned to protect Pruska outside, like doesn't even talk, you know, mm-hmm. like has just just totally nothing. Then he takes off his helmet and puts on Bon Drude's helmet, and suddenly he's Bon Drude and he's back to normal. Yeah. The Bon Drude movie is wild. What's it called? Wandering Souls? I keep calling Dawn, it the Bon Drude. Dawn Drude movie. of the Deep Dark Spirit of Bon Drude, the novel in the bottom <laughs> oh of the abyss next to the big light. Yeah. <laughs> Dawn of the Deep Soul. It's a fucking stellar. Uh, adaptation or like continuation of the series i feel like like yeah we all liked the demon slayer movie but i think this one is i don't say better should i say better i feel like it was better 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 at bridging the the gaps in the story um Mm -hmm. from first season to second season um and giving you like another another hit of that, like, oh, I really like this character that we just got introduced to, but guess what? You're not going to like them for long because they're going to die soon. Yeah, I think it's objectionably better, the Made in Abyss movie, um, just in terms, yeah, like the the emotional, I want to say emotional climax, but just like what's on the table seems a lot higher. Mm-hmm. And... Like you get to the point where you, all is lost. It's such a, like a nihilistic um, tone mm-hmm. uh, in this movie. In that, in the the first, I guess the third movie. Yeah. And I think I think it just like goes to show you um, how complex sometimes anime can get. Even on the surface level, you're like, oh, this is just some like kitty anime with little cute characters who were going on a little venture and then no it's it's a lot it's a lot deeper than that and i think yeah demon slayer never doesn't always reach that level yeah yeah, i agree demon slayer ain't some deep thing not that Mm -hmm. it needs to be Mm -hmm. no no i think that's what makes it good in my opinion it's like accessible Mm -hmm. um i don't know how accessible made in abyss is for some of the reasons we talked about Mm -hmm. but like going going back to it like the first season, uh, my general feel of it was more or less the same. Like I, I, I didn't initially watching it didn't have any context or uh, uh, what the manga was about or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. You just dove so in, like, right? 
Yeah, I just dove, I just dove mm-hmm. in, and I I was all basically captivated within the first episode. Mm-hmm. But I did I did feel some reservations and like, oh, this is, um, maybe this is, is for kids. Um, but yeah, as you keep as you keep watching, you you find that it's 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 more than that. It's more than meets the eye. I think. Um, did you guys feel? I didn't watch the recap movie, but do you feel like it was the right pace? You know, like the the subtle uh, um, portrayal of like, okay, these are the layers of each mm. of of the abyss, and the deeper we go, the more chances are we'll never come back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. did that? Did I still captivate you guys? Oh yeah, I was captivated like minute one from Made in Abyss. Like, uh, yeah, it, it is something that like I love uh exploring different worlds and especially especially cool because like i like anime and anime loves to do that and i like when we explore worlds that aren't um like medieval or from time from like knights and sorcerers times because um it's like worlds like this that create entire like ecosystems upon ecosystems upon ecosystems Uh with all of these backstories and creatures and things to explore that like gets me really excited about watching the show so like just as much as like rico and reg are discovering the abyss uh i'm discovering it with them and i have all the same questions that they have while they're um while they're ascending and i think that just like pulls the viewer into their shoes and into the world and kind of like is um is really immersive in that way um i think it's expertly crafted um i like i there's like not i can like so much to say about made in abyss like uh even with this second season coming they like made up an entire new fake language (laughs) like yeah for for a town (laughs) like this is that's wild to me like just how complex this world is like the amount of thought put into it like is unfathomable to me just like the abyss is unfathomable to our characters like the amount of thought put into this is just wild to me yeah yeah it almost it almost plays like a rpg Mm -hmm. yes definitely you know, there's actually a Made in Abyss video game coming out for Switch. They, um, I did see that. Yeah, I don't know if they yeah. announced it at AX, but it was one of the things that they were promoting during the uh, screening. Hmm. And I was like, sign me the fuck up. I want to find out all about these little creatures. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I think Made in Abyss could afford to be an even slower-paced show. I mean, think about, hmm. you know, we're... 13 episodes and one movie in and they're already at the sixth layer like yeah. honestly i feel like we could get 24 episodes of of exciting content just that that ends like you could end season you could end season one with them getting to ozen and mm-hmm. have have that be 13 episodes of them getting to to and you know the the it ends with the um the gondola coming down from ozen's uh, little little building, you know. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. there's so much that you could sink into with the with the abyss and with the idea of having this journey through this like totally mystical, you know, like totally uh, 
play, like unexplored, wild, out of this world type of situation. Yeah, the the mysteries are so palpable. They're so real, mm-hmm. and they're so never ending. You know, and, and there's so much to immerse yourself in, like you say, Amelia. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that Maiden Abyss should be that way. I, I'm relatively satisfied with what I view as a pretty steady tempo to, to keep us going and nothing ever drags. Mm-hmm. And, and in some ways, it's to its credit that it, you know, it was like not too fast, not too slow. It, uh, it, it is engaging the whole way through in a good mm-hmm. way. Um, so this is not a recommendation, but more a, a, praise for how well developed the world is Mm -hmm. that if they made the decision to they could have made everything twice as long and still have it be a rewarding and exciting experience just because the world is so fucking interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it really is and from what i understand uh i watched an interview with Akihito Tsukushi, the the mangaka, mm. and he is he, he seemed big, to, is he the big man with the big lips? He looks like a little gnome man. Is he, he's a big dude oh, with glasses so and like he's, and like yeah, kind of puckered lips. Oh, I want to. He's like a squishmallow. I want I want him to be a squishmallow so I can like squeeze him. I just want to yeah. squeeze him really hard. <laughs> he kind of gives. He definitely gives me some creep vibes though. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah I, when I watched his interview, I was his like, ass- <laughs> <laughs> Only a creep could create this crazy, creepy world. <laughs> <laughs> but he he seemed as a bit from what he said. It he creates the he creates the story as he goes. He doesn't do any uh, outlining yeah. or that's uh, wild premeditated. Yeah, story structures. I was like, fuck, cool. All right, it's fucking wild. That's that's interesting. It's like there's no like one way of creating uh, writing. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, it well, boggles my guess, mind how people do this. Well, I guess like for mm. something as vast as an abyss, um, kind of like laying out the land beforehand might kind of put you in a little bit of a box creatively. Like if you've already established certain things that are deep in the abyss and like if you've established like the structure around them, um, I can see where that would like make it so that you couldn't change it in the future. Like when you actually got to that point, when you're like writing and animating those, those points. Um, but that's fucking wild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like You create it as you go. What the heck? So one, one thing that I thought was interesting and I, I was thinking about how this applies to the real world. Uh, they talk about this a lot in season two, but they touch on it a little bit in season one and in, in, in the movie a little bit less so. But the idea that all these cave raiders, you know, they, they're, they're just so captured by the abyss and they have this longing for adventure. And, you know, it's, they, they use the word longing quite a bit, especially in season two. That's a word that keeps coming up, that, that everyone feels longing for adventure, longing to understand the unknown. You know, they're just compelled to go deeper and deeper and find out, you know, what, what the truth is and understand the world better. Uh, and I was thinking about how this plays out in real life. You know, it's like, oh, you know, would I be a cave raider if I lived in the world of Maiden Abyss? Would I go journey to the... Uh, you know, to the bottom of the abyss 
And I wonder how many people think, yeah, totally, I totally would. But in reality, I think, no, like, I am definitely not. And I have serious skepticism about whether any fucking person watching anime is actually going to go down the abyss. Because we can do these things in real life, (laughs) you know, the real life equivalent are the people that are climbing Mount Everest and the people that are deep sea diving, you know, and like how many people actually do that kind of stuff? It's fucking scary as shit, man. <laughs> like it's requires incredible amount of prep work and, and a lot of skill and training, you know, and and yeah, like if I were a person that had longing like this, I would be a fucking mountain climber and I'd be on the top of Everest. I wouldn't be <laughs> watching Made in Abyss talking about it on Zoom, you know? So <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know because like it, thinking about it in that way like if I were a cave raider or like if I were in the world of Made in Abyss would I be a cave raider and um, seeing what I've seen so far no because it's fucking scary and then I would have to battle Bondrude at some point I don't fucking want to do that <laughs> because he might turn me into a, a curse of the abyss I don't know but this their entire their entire world is revolved around this abyss and I can't mm-hmm. help that if, if I was in that world and every day I was living at like an orphanage like Rico and wanted and I just kept seeing the depths of the abyss and all of the things that I could explore down well, there. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. like and if my life was like hers where like ever like I'm getting scolded for doing something or like, you know, like I can't be myself because I have to go do the thing for the orphanage, like I can't help but like think that I would want to go down in the abyss. Mm-hmm. Maybe not like as far as she's going, but like maybe well, I would want to hang out with Ozen yeah. in, in Ozen's world. Yeah, and there, there's <laughs> some truth to that too. And so far as you know, in, in our, our real world, like if you are born in the Himalayas, you're probably you know you have a much higher likelihood of being a mountain kind of person and mm-hmm. having a little bit of this kind of adventure in your life. You know, mm-hmm. In comparison it, to like if you grew up in a city somewhere, mm-hmm. not in the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it kind of it, it parallels the uh i guess a couple things um what i'm thinking of now is a place further than the universe mm-hmm. in that mm. the main character or one of the main characters loses their parent so or they think they're you know they've disappeared so same with um the main the main female um character in Made in abyss like she has she she has a little bit more of it more motivation a reason to leave and to uh, possibly discover more answers to what happened to their, but in this case, both both moms, um, and to see if they're alive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that is the motivation. And regardless of whether or not they're ready, they kind of just have to go. It's kind of like yeah, also like like the hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Like you got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to stay stuck. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. The question <laughs> it builds character. Yeah, the question the the answer to the question is uh, is uh, what am fuck am I supposed to trying to say? Fuck, man, I had something good and then it just lost my brain. <sighs> we can move on. In in relationship to yeah, Rico like um, like the answer to your question like draws you in and that's what makes you want to mm. do it because the not knowing the answer is worse than staying put mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. that wasn't as eloquent right. as the first time it was in my brain mm-hmm. there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> i also uh, on a side a totally separate side tangent 
topic uh, I want to think about when we when we frame how they came into conflict with Bon Drude in the movie. You know how uh, oh they had to do we they had to do battle with Bon Drude. Uh, but I actually think that's one of the most interesting parts about the movie is that they they didn't necessarily have to like Bon Drude was was willing to wheel and deal with them to let them to to have them pass you know it's like now not you know our our team kind of picked a fight with Bondrude because they fucking hate him which is warranted but that's something i really liked about Bondrude Bondrude wasn't necessarily like aggressive to them or wasn't like trying i mean i get that he was dismembering reg but in a in a broader sense he wasn't necessarily trying to harm them or trying to to impede them any more than they were already impeded by not having a white whistle. Like, he was just, you know, he was happy to see him. He was like, oh, great to see you guys again. I was looking forward to it. I'm this marvelous. You made it all happy. the way down here. Nanachi, like, I don't I, think you he know, was I, happy. I think he was matter of fact. My experience yeah, returned, yeah. and now I can gather more information. Woohoo yeah, for me. And I, 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 again, it's just like so uh, that that like kind of like it's not necessarily fake politeness, but that just like above it all politeness just is like is is so in, endearing and cool to me. It's like man, what a what a villain, you know? Just he's like he's so easy to hate, but also kind of hard to hate, you know? No, he's really fucking easy to hate. I don't <laughs> what the hell, what the hell. Fucking hate him. He fucked my world up three times now. Three times. I hate yeah. him so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but it's interesting because he's not pulling the strings necessarily, right? He's not like he's not like uh, I don't know why I'm thinking of Darth Vader. I'm watching a lot of Star Wars stuff, but like he's not Darth. He's not. Like, if you take out Darth, you take out. You know, you can. Uh, get back the Republic and fix things like destroy, you know, destroy, you know, uh, I don't know, but like he, he's not the penultimate like villain, if that makes yeah. sense. There's going to yeah, be yeah, something yeah. perhaps else uh, that motivates the characters to keep going. And if they reach, and if they reach the last layer, ultimately they can't go back. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't think they That's can go it. back now. So what else? Yeah. Like what else is there? What else is going to be the antagonist mm. for the show? And I guess we can get into that now if you want. But like, yeah. we're already three episodes. Yeah, Bond. Bon, well, yeah, I agree. Bond Drude is not exactly the uh, the end bad guy. But I, you know, Bond Drude, he's the novel. You know, he's got a novel worldview. He's just doing his own fucking thing altogether. Like, I, I view him mm-hmm. as being this completely independent force. And I, our team has arbitrarily chosen to pick a fight with him. Are you kidding me? They, no way. Because they literally don't no. like him. No, literally that, no. Yeah, I'm not, I think them not liking him is very justified, given that he, you know, like, killed, think... tortured, you know, Nanachi's BFF and Nanachi herself, and he was dismembering yeah. Rag. And... How can you say he didn't pick a fight? <laughs> well, the, the, you know, like, it, I get that I mean, he kind of picked a fight by dismembering Reg, but he did. I, well, okay, so the whole reason why they even like went to went back to Bondrude is because he had the contraption that gets you down to the sixth. Yeah, layer. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so 
And like killing and torturing your friend is like one thing, but like he didn't not he didn't like he didn't kill and torture their friend. Like he put them through psychological torture to do so. Yeah. In turn. So I yeah. don't think like he they that like Bondred is like totally innocent in them and I don't think, I don't that think he's innocent. Nanachi and mm. Rico and Reg are picking a fight. I think they are standing up for themselves in this world that they've been handed. And yeah, Andre okay. is the is the roadblock in which they need to um, they need. But, to but he's not a roadblock. That's that's is, what's, that's what's so interesting to me. But he but, is because but if he's they, not a ro- because if it if the roadblock is that roadblock, they don't have a. If he wasn't a roadblock, then they wouldn't be able to go. Then like they wouldn't be able to get to the sixth layer. But because no, but he, they couldn't he, get he to the sixth. To. They couldn't get to the sixth layer because re- they didn't have a white whistle. Well, yeah, whistle. but if they had a white whistle, they could have just walked right by him. Bondrude wasn't really going to stop him. But like, what? I agree with Dan on this one. <laughs> so, so you're saying the only thing they needed was the white whistle? If if they had if they had a white whistle, it would have been. 100% different because uh, not that Bondrude wouldn't have tried to dismember Reg because uh, I think that was going to happen either way mm-hmm. but they he may not even have had a chance because I think Bondrude would have just been like be my guest you know see you see you mm-hmm. see you never I don't know I don't think he would have let Nanachi go I don't think he ever kept them Confined, they were free to go as they wished until the children. No, the, yeah, well, the, main Chi, the main cat, the main cast when they went back because, like, he kept Nanachi confined in the first season, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, in the yes. flashbacks, of course. Yeah. But then when he when she survived, she was able to leave, do what she wanted, but then, yeah, when she came back, she was she wasn't greeted with hostility. You know what I mean? Like they they were able to stay, and they gave him a place to stay, and they they overstood their stay. If you ask me, <laughs> they should have cut the fuck out of there. That was a nope moment. Mm, mm. You know that all the red flags were there. Nope, let's get the fuck out. How would um, they get the fuck out? How would have they just gotten the fuck out? You leave. Yeah, but if they are trying to descend, and yeah, I mean they bonded. Well, yeah, they they kind of just got lucky that Perushka turned into a white whistle. Yeah, and that's the part that to me that just seems like happy circumstance. Like, yeah, it wasn't like they were giving a set of instructions to make a whistle. It just happened out of the battle that they went through. So, if you, I guess you can argue it that way. If they didn't battle, then they wouldn't have got the whistle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they would have had to just leave and figure out another means or just try to go back up ascend yeah hmm seems like we're in a gray area right now (laughs) (laughs) hmm well in the end they uh, they do make it down through the sea of corpses and make it to the sixth layer Thank you.
and that that's our beginning of season two. I, I'm fucking blown away by season two. I've, I've I wish it was all out. I'm I'm angry. I had to start watching it now, and I can't watch all of it. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm I'm dying. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm I'm so engrossed in it. I love this these is, first three the, episodes. This is the only thing I will ever say that is bad about Made in Abyss is I did not like the first episode of the new season. Really. I really don't yeah. like it when they introduce new characters this way, where they give you the the they start a new season or like a new iteration of whatever with completely different characters that you haven't known up until this point. Um, first, so you must I don't hate like that. Attack on Titan. I really don't like that. And you know, I haven't. You know, I you know it's hard for me to watch Attack on Titan when it comes out too. Yeah. <laughs> the third season, I watched like two episodes, and I was like, no, uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't like this, like the the choice of of mm. hate of writing in in that episode. But personal, opinion. I think it's smart in a way that it allows allows for room to sort of like to create a better, bigger world of like why sort of like an origin story. Um, and if we're always stuck in the present. How do you know where you're going? Like it's sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it allows you to build more context and into the full fully fleshed world. Because like, of course, you're gonna be wondering why are they in this on this island? Did they just were they just born on the island? Was this inhabited by anyone else? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can see how it would be jarring to you if you were like, who the fuck are these people? Well, like, yeah, I'm like, I don't care about these people. I was just like, <laughs> we were just in the bubble. We were about to get to the sixth layer. And now I get to figure out an entire new group of people. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Yeah, but I yeah. I like the, uh, the way they're drawing the parallel of the original expedition versus our current cast of characters making mm-hmm. it all the way down. I, I think that I have found that to be pretty interesting. The, uh, yeah. It's not exactly the more things change, the more things stay the same, but it it's a little, like it, each one provides insight into the other. They play off mm-hmm. each other in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely the um, third episode that's out, I'm like, okay, fine, I get it. I get why you did it. I just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so what I was what I was kind of thrown by is the idea that there is this extremely large body of water that just sits in the middle, like they because they pass through this huge body of water, and then they're no longer in a body of water, but gravity doesn't pull that body of water down at all. Wait, where are you talking about? When they when the, they get the original expedition, no. It, oh. When they get inside, I mean both. Yeah, the original <laughs> expedition and our, our current guys, they get in the uh, the little ball in mm-hmm. in Bondrude's base in the Edo front, mm-hmm. and they just go straight down, and they go down through this immense body of water, and then suddenly they're no longer in a body of water; they're in open air, and then they land on on the ground again in the sixth layer. So there's just this giant body of water just sitting in stasis in the fifth layer, and gravity doesn't pull it down at all. And I'm yeah, I'm I'm willing to believe that this is a uh, issue of um, yeah, it's just just the abyss. Uh, that's a reasonable explanation to me. But it's I like think- when they're sending the mail balloon up, it's like <laughs> you think that mail balloon's gonna get through this fucking yeah. ocean, dude? Like 
Yeah, that yeah, didn't yeah happen. that's what I thought too. And same way, like, like, of hmm. course, you ain't coming back from the sixth layer. How the fuck are you supposed to get back up through the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they keep talking about these male balloons, and I'm like, mm, I don't believe it. I don't believe it at mm-hmm. all. I really don't. But then I was, I was like, you know what? Maybe there's a male tube system that we don't know about. <laughs> Uh, male male balloon was a great ending to season one. You know, when they did it in season one, uh, I thought that was really poignant and emotionally powerful. But when they did the male balloon in episode two of season two, I'm like, what, it's going to hit the water? And then, like, what, gravity that doesn't, anti-gravity is going to send it up through this water? I think like, you should just watch Padma Inverted. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the, maybe that's the crossover. You know? I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. Gravity is anywhere you want it to be. Yeah, <laughs> it can do true. anything. That's true. <laughs> Male balloons through water? Sure, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did how did his, her mom's letter get through from the bottom of the abyss all the way up? If that's the case, because we don't even know what's down in the seventh and eighth layers. You know what I mean? Yeah, how many layers like are maybe there? there's a rock wall. Maybe it's there's a rock ceiling that male balloons <laughs> go through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I just started I just typed it in to the answer to that question, Dan. I was like, Yeah, we we're we're on the sixth layer, right? So like uh how many more layers are there? Yeah. What? Yeah. And and you know, I was I was kind of thrown off by there's there's instances where they yeah, I, I guess I was thinking that Bon Jude's experimentation and all the deformed hollows were in the sixth layer. And the idea was Bon Jude pulling people up. He, like, he sends them down to the sixth layer, pulls them back up to the fifth layer. And the sixth layer was just like, yeah, the, the pure darkness uh, and just all these like hollows wandering around. Uh, and I realized in retrospect that yeah, that's not true. That it's just lower in the fifth layer, and Bonjour's just playing with the curse of the fifth layer. And yeah, because like it, it just it threw me off because I, I think the show didn't it wasn't like really specific in that, so I was kind of thrown off. But well, in retrospect, I, I understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like um, even uh, with the first episode, you get to see like even. Even on the surface, there are effects of the curse from the abyss when that yeah. when the boy like wa- wanders off where he shouldn't. Um, yeah. So it's not like that. It's not that each layer is more uninhabitable or like you get cursed even more. It's that you have to find the pockets where the curses don't affect you, and that's how you're able to live in these like in the like depths of the abyss, which I think is like really fucking cool. <laughs> like, yeah, what the heck? You mean I can't go up a set of stairs because I'm going to feel the effects? Like, how did, how did I, yeah, you figure that out? Yeah, There's, yeah. It, I mean, imagine a world where you can't use stairways. You know, everything's just got to be so fucking <laughs> sprawling from side to side. Yeah, like every every city's like Tampa, you know. Yeah, that stairwell was, that stood out to me the most, mm-hmm. I think. Like, terrifying, how terrifying that is. I know, then they bring it back up in season two. Like, throwing it back yeah. in your face. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Don't go up there! No. Don't go up there!" <laughs> like, we don't. Yeah, and I think how Nanachi explains it as like a cloth. Like she pulls yeah. out that that drape or whatever uh, cloth, and it. She's like, "Yeah, you can you can put your arm through it, uh, going one way or uh, vice versa, 
but it will tear you up. It's like spikes, right? Yeah. Coming down at you. Um, I forget exactly how she explained mm-hmm. it, but but yeah, I was like, mm, it, interesting. It was it was very well explained. Yeah. The uh, mm-hmm. the explanation of the things that happened to these characters give me great visuals for my nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, here's a nightmare yeah. when that hollow takes our our little critter and oh, squeezes it. My fucking my good god. lord. I cried. Men- Menra is my literal favorite. I love her so much. I <laughs> I'm so- I'm telling you fuck fuck made an abyss because it pulls me into these characters that I care about like Nanachi and um Midi and then rips them away from me and I really cared about Prushka. She was like like I didn't care about like Ozen's little helper girl, but like I really cared about Prushka because she was so cute and I was like I think I can make that hat. That might be my next cosplay. And then they fucking murder her. And I'm like, fucking kidding me. And then Uh, now, in season two, they're trying to murder Menra. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, just rip my heart out over and over and over again. Yeah, to go. Make me ball, ugly cry on my couch at 11 a.m. Thank you so much. Yeah, to take a (laughs) step back, the cartridge system is like, it's ghastly as one of the most horrific like horror sequence like under underdeveloped underrated horror sequences of anime period yes the idea of bon Drude, like car you know scraping as they described it always oh, scrapes off everything from your body except your you know the life-sustaining organs then he just pumps your nervous system your remaining nervous system full of drugs and stuffs you into a little metal box and it's like oh my god and then the box is like literally talking to her and i'm just like and then menra is licking her her eye pops out her organs are popping out her anus Uh, what is that oh my god the 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 rose blossom is that what the technical term for that no i think that's the nice term for it And we're referring back to the movie, right? The third movie. No, the second season. Well, now, now, yeah, now, now I'm thinking of uh, when when the little critter gets squeezed and her eye squeezed. pops out. And yeah, yeah, okay. Their organs pop out of her anus. I was but thinking what butt pops out. No, it's her. <laughs> it's, it's her in, in, in it's her, her organs. Butt. No, it's her butt, and they were like, her butt popped out. She's got to push it back in, but uh, it's well, a little. But that happens. That happens in real life. That happens to like porn stars and weightlifters. Ew. They push it back in, though, probably. Yeah, yeah, you, you gotta push it back in, basically. Yeah, but, and I, I forget what... Yeah, that, that is my that is my reaction, too. It's absolutely fucking... <laughs> like, dude, fucking I do no. not want to do anything that could result in that outcome. In my no reaction fucking is way. absolutely fucking no. Yeah. Uh, but the... Uh, yeah, is it... Is it yeah, the rose blossom, red God. rosebud, rosebudding. The, the yeah. fact the, the proper the proper term is rectal prolapse. Oh, that's what it's called, yeah. prolapsing, yeah, yeah, yeah. prolapsing. Got prolapsing. it. Prolapsing. <laughs> I knew that's what it was called. Um, the 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 turmoil that I can the the visceral turmoil that I can feel. Why when Nanachi or when uh, Rico realizes what that stupid little hollow was about to do to Menra, like 
my heart sunk into my stomach. I was like, yeah. holy fuck. It's yeah. like that moment before something bad happens and you just know that there's nothing you can do about it and you just have to watch. Like, yeah. It's awful. I, I'm I'm so thankful that Menra survived that. I oh, thought for too. sure that she was a goner. I did too. I was bawling my eyes out. I yeah. had goosebumps. I was like, you cannot do this to me again. Yeah. The whole, ex- the whole strange rate of like what is what is valued and what you get out of that, whatever is valued in currency, that, that kind of blew my mind. Mm. Uh, yeah. And like what is equal in value like what do you get out of that it's a very fascinating yeah. system i know isn't it yeah I, yeah i mean that that hollow the offending hollow is yeah like the butchered. offender got 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 yeah he got mm-hmm. got butchered in real time i was with um i was There's with in- Re- rico though i was like that seems a little extreme because like men are gonna be okay yeah, but, like yeah, it yeah. was, it was very extreme when it was happening. But then, like the thing got skinned. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. How does it know how much value? Like you just have to say, "Like I'm extremely valuable" out loud, and then it's like, "Okay, we know now how valuable it is." Well, yeah, this is uh, you know, in some ways, we just chalk it up to the abyss, right? But I think the idea is, is you know, reading your emotions. You know, like the more emotionally. Mm. Uh, invested you are the higher the value is Mm. so i I think our uh, our character our our i guess they're not a trio anymore technically but our our team probably all high value individuals Mm -hmm. because of their intense emotional connections and their intense Mm -hmm. emotional investments in each other that was the way i read it yeah same Mm. yeah yeah, but it was interesting the way value is set. I, what I thought was interesting about the value structure was the way people placed value on these totally random things. Like, this guy values sticking tubes through himself. This guy <laughs> values slicing fluffy up things. animals. <laughs> this guy values <laughs> fluffy things crawling on him. Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I too value fluffy things crawling yeah. on me. Pearl, Pearl is on on me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the 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 guy that values putting tubes through his body is just like in really into piercings and body mod, which is the thing people are into. <laughs> it's like weird, you know. <laughs> you did not just compare him to body modification. <laughs> but that's what it is, isn't it? I did not think of it at the time. <laughs> this is oh like some goodness. some rando some rando <laughs> sitting on the street corner, like yeah, you know, modify my body, and <laughs> uh, but I don't I don't understand what he's really bartering or like is he like trying to acquire? Yeah, he's trying tubes. to he's trying to acquire tubes. Yeah, I guess I would. Yeah, I guess I would think that that's more like he should get up and walk around and. Like, are the tubes going to come to him? You know, like, doesn't he have to go out and find these tubes? No, I think tubes come to him. I think that was the whole point. It was a market situation. So Yeah, know. so he just sits and waits for somebody waits to for bring tubes? the tubes. Yeah. yeah. Just like the one guy's waiting for... Animals to slice right? up? No, that, and I was going to say, mm-hmm. waiting, waiting for a Menra to come crawl all over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, swear if Menra dies, 
my entire existence might die with her. Yeah. Some weird <laughs> shit, man. I, I guess if I were a hollow, what would I would I just value punk records? I'd be just sitting there wanting to wheel and deal in punk records. <laughs> you got to talk to the mangaka and write you in. Yeah. yeah. You know. Get you a get you a spot. <laughs> uh, so there's a seventh layer, the final maelstrom. Uh, we can only assume that. Wait, there's only seven layers. Yeah, well, se- seven known layers. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, we're almost done. I'm not ready for this. Yeah, it's like, well, if we get to that layer, is that it? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It doesn't go any deeper. Into the story. You know yeah. what? You know what might happen is they get to that layer and her mom's nowhere to be found. And then they got to go back up and try to figure <laughs> out where the fuck she is. Yeah, like, then I have to, like... Hmm. Oh, we missed her. Fuck. We, we passed fuck. her we by. Get, we got to go we, back. <laughs> Yeah. I hope she wasn't in the flowers that they burned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bondrude's Bondru- flower dude. field, taking a nap, yeah. chilling. And Bondrude's like, we got to torch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I also, I also thought that was cool. I, I like that whole sequence. I and and I like that Bondrude again, just is like taking it upon himself to, you know, like I mean, it's it's, it's similar to like a forest ranger. You know, it's like Bon Drew just takes it on himself to, to keep a natural harmony because he's just like above human morality. He's just like is doing his thing. So who's yeah, so now that we're on this, who who what's everyone's favorite character? Um, it was Nanachi, I think. But now it is Menra. Hmm. Yeah, for I'm, me, I love that thing. I want to make a stuffed animal. I'm hoping there's a stuffed animal online. I'm about to look it up right now, actually. Yeah, I like I like Bon Drude and I like Nanachi. Nanachi. Yeah, they they have the most complex story backgrounds. Yeah. Like I Nanachi is as fucked up <laughs> exist, you know, mm-hmm. backstory. You're like, how how can you not root for her? Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Reg's cool. I feel like Reg and Rico. Yeah, great dynamic duo. They're good. Yeah. I feel like they're yeah. a team, though. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like either of them alone are like, I don't know. They don't stand alone. They stand together. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, they point this out in the Ozen episodes where mm-hmm. Rico's kind of the brain and Reg is the brawn as it were, but that, that kind of, that dynamic shifts a little bit with the introduction in, of Nanachi. Now Nanachi is the brain and, um, Reg is the brawn and Rico is more the, the practical one in a way. Like the, the spirit, the cheerleader. I don't know. Who is, who's mm. the cheerleader? Rico. 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 Yeah. Rico. Ozen is fucking cool, too. Oh, yeah. Ozen's pretty cool. Because unlike Bondrood, like, they actually care and about <laughs> about people's yeah. existence yeah I, and I love you know i i knew bondrud was gonna be cool as soon as ozen was like oh especially beware of bondrud because that guy's an out and out scoundrel and i was like <laughs> oh hell yeah man. hell yeah 
I like I like all these. Yeah, I mean, white whistles in general are all uh, you know, white whistles are kind of kind of similar character types to me as um, the the pirate warlords in One Piece, where they're like these super strong mm. people, but they're all like kind of weird. You know, mm. they're all like these these bizarro personality types. And part of that is certainly just the abyss drives people to that mental space. Um, but yeah, yeah. I I wish we saw more white whistles. I want more white whistle action. Yeah, they're because <laughs> uh, they're a little bit more complex. Yeah, as like characters. Yeah, you know, we get a little bit more story out of them. Rico, I feel like yeah. this is like a, a your standard like shonen pro tag. A little bit, yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm looking at a a figure, Max Factory figure of uh, Bondru. Oh shit! Send a link. Yeah, it no. looks fucking cool. Send a link. I fucking eat him. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's got a. I mean, he's just got a great character design, though, man. It's just, I. Yeah, he's got some flaws. <laughs> he's the fucking worst. If we can confirm, if we can confirm this uh, sexual deviance, deviancy. Yeah, I sent it in the Zoom. Okay. Oh, it's actually it's a figure. It's a it's a posable figure. Oh, that's okay. even worse. It's this little backpack. There's no suitcases full of oh, it's a figma. human fluids. Yes. Yeah, interesting. I'm not a fan of figma. Just on a side tangent, I'm not a fan. Mm. I'm not a fan of uh, nendoroids mm. either because of all the little pieces. Mm. You know, I just want the I want a statue. You know what I mean? Right. That's my that's, that's my kind of. You don't want a toy. I don't want a you toy. Don't want a no. Posable toy. No, I yeah. want a collectible. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so here's here's something random about season two that's really stuck out to me that our uh, old timey adventure crew all have the biggest fucking bags under their eyes. It's like, are these motherfuckers not sleeping? Oh, yeah. Are they just just like very malnourished? Like, what I is think up with that? that? I feel like that. When one of them... When Aren't they one, cannibalistic? I don't think so. I was pretty Are sure. They? Pretty sure. Hmm. I, thought, I thought they were a little cannibalistic. Like, the fact... Like, if... um, Like, when... Yeah. Can we confirm that? Because <laughs> like, I don't remember any scenes where they're eating each other. No, but um, the one the one girl who gets assaulted, she is explaining the the world that she's living in, and um, that this big man is very big and mean and ugly and disgusting because yeah. food supply is short, and um, they eat other people. Now, were the these people? Um the, the travelers were they uh, not um, were they like fleeing persecution was that that's kind of what I remember from the first episode well, yeah you know when you say it like that I don't remember them explicitly saying that but maybe it's a little implied because they do make the point that they have nowhere to go they have nowhere well, to return right. to 
I thought that they were fleeing because there was no more food. Okay. So, like, resources, just limited resources, yeah. they had to leave. The ganja. Yeah, the suicide. Well, they describe themselves as being a suicide squad, that their uh, intention is to go to the bottom of the abyss, and they're not intending to come back. And how do they know about the Golden City? You know, it's like, hmm. I think it's like, um, like uh, in olden times when we were like, oh, we just know there's another continent out there. Let's not be uh, yeah. persecuted they in England. Let's heard, go and make our own land. They heard the word on the street. Yeah, the word on the street <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure these people were can- cannibals. Because when they, they uh, before the ganja get on the road, the, yeah, big mean man, I feel like that's a vast understatement of this guy who's, yeah, quite grotesque and, and abusing these children around him. And he's more than just a big mean man. He's a real piece of shit. But the big mean man, you know, and his crew come across that um, burnt out, ship and they recover the old man and the old man tells them about the golden city and tells them about the abyss and whatnot. Oh, so yeah. I, I think that uh, and that can't be like the only time that's ever happened you know I think it's just that yeah people come back from there's some word the on the abyss street spits you out I think they probably didn't see the, uh, like, I'm thinking the old man didn't actually go all the way down there, but he probably interacted with the natives and the natives communicated to him the big, yeah, the golden cities at the bottom, you know? And so people mm. have heard legends about the golden city, but nobody knows if it's actually true. And yeah, mm. the ganja just going to go find out. Going to eat some bugs and find out. Yeah. Why did, why did our, uh, our mangaka, decide to name a group of people after weed like, is that <laughs> it's intentional uh, maybe that, that's why or, their eyes have bags under them no nah, they're stoned all they're the time just high shit that's i hadn't considered like that that's interesting other people <laughs> <laughs> they're like he was like stoners in america are gonna love this shit these, they're gonna eat it up stoners on, on this island full of <laughs> diminishing resources are gonna have to eat each other <laughs> or find somewhere else to live <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, I am so excited for the next episode. <laughs> now that we know that these two plot lines are coming together, uh, I want to know how long they've been down there because I want to know how how old our like main crew is. Because mm-hmm. like at this point, how long have they been then ascending? Number one, and they not changed in character design. You know, some anime do that where um. Uh, the later in the seasons go, their character designs change a little bit for how how much they've grown, and ours are staying the same. So yes, yeah, which I is would, good. I, I would be interested to know how long it's been since the native people uh, ascended. How the fuck did they ascend? Because <laughs> it's taken yeah. a lot for Nanachi and Regenrico to get down there. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you know, I can't time. Imagine it was they they've they made the point. Uh, in the Ozen episodes that time is distorted in the abyss. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. time on the surface world moves slower, 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 moves fat, moves faster, 
more time passes. Uh, yeah, more time <laughs> passes on the surface than what you feel below. Below, yeah. Does that fuck with your like metabolism? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like, that can't be good for your body, right? <laughs> but let's, let's so. But let's also think about you know Bon Drude specifically says we should you know he's opening the door to the next two thousand years. And I, I think that that line is going to come into play. And I, I mm. think that there's something where, like, the abyss, like, every... Two, something happens every 2,000 years mm. that changes the landscape. That, that's the, this, this is my hypothesis. That, oh, uh, that and Originally, probably- all this, the Golden City was at the top. And mm. then 2,000 years ago... It, went all the way down mm. and then at the next 2000 years point either it's going to go even farther down or mm. more from the surface is going to drop down mm. that's that's yeah. my hypothesis that makes sense because like the um the whole of the abyss all of the buildings are like building off like they're like literally falling into it yeah into the abyss they're like falling they look like they're mm. falling so that would make sense and that's um, why we get stuff like the uh, the ship. At one point, there was a uh, a naval ship that was lodged in the uh, the third layer. Was it? And the uh, oh yeah, straight straight shot down mm. layer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that would make sense of like Bondrude's character because he is doing experiments on things. So that yeah, would leave me to believe that he's been down there this whole time and he's seen. The two, the previous two thousand years, and that's why he is doing his experiments to figure out what the limits are of the abyss from that point. Oh, could be, yeah, could be. What if, if this person, what if one of the, what are the Ganges, like the leader of the Ganges, it is, is Bon Drude? Yo, bon that'd be Drude. sick, dude. That'd be sick. No, that'd be sick. I love it. If it's that man, if it's the man, if it's the big ugly a bee mat man, no, fuck that. No, it's not. It's not more. It's not the big abusing man. It'd be the bug eating leader. Or maybe it's the kid with half his face scarred. Hmm. Oh yeah, true. So I I was looking at the some this website with a sort of a breakdown of the trailer, mm-hmm. the PV, the last one, and they reference Cradle of Greed, um, which is that egg. You guys remember that egg at all? Wait, the egg that they ate? That they uh, it's like a wishing. No, it's like a golden looking egg. Hmm. And I guess I guess we haven't seen it yet in. Uh, these three episodes but in the trailer apparently it exists so it like perhaps it's uh something to do with um uh i don't know like why why they ended up going down to the hole in the first place down into the abyss rather yeah i try not to pay too attention to the to the pv or like the Mm -hmm. opening sequences because like i don't want to be spoiled Yeah, well, it just, yeah, I guess you could, just about every opening has spoilers in it, but with no context, it's just a bunch of images piled together. Yeah, but then the Redditors get a hold of it, and then they, like, break the shit down Uh, for you, and I hate that. (laughs) I'm like, I wasn't thinking about it before, but now I am, and (laughs) now I'm spoiled, (laughs) and I hate you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, like, um... The 
I guess the hollows, the scene with the hollows, where the hollows are like gathered around Nanachi in the opening. I was like, oh my god, look at these cuties. Are we going to get to see all the hollows? And then that shit happened. I was like, oh my god, I fucking hate this. Hmm. Yeah, because we're only in three episodes in, so... Yeah, it's uh, past the three episode test for me. I'm gonna watch them all. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, it set the bar pretty high. Watch, watch. We'll get through like this season, and then they'll release another movie. <laughs> Two years later, I'm, I, I would take whatever Maiden Abyss throws at me. I know, right? I am, I am um, upset. We had to wait, but I think worth the, wait the wait was worth it. It worth was absolutely worth it. Yeah, like absolutely. Uh, I am, I am it's more. It's gonna be a wild ride. I am more apt to buy Made in Abyss merch because they waited a long time and did a good job than I mm. am if they had kept the momentum from the first season and made a subpar second season. What's really funny is uh, as soon as mm-hmm. Made in Abyss was over, uh, the first season, I immediately bought like a like an Anachi figure because I loved her so much, mm-hmm. and or him is it a him? And um, then they came out with another one with Mitty in there too, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> jump the gun on that one, dang it. I yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is more more demand, more, more target population. It does really make me want to get some Nanachi merch, though. Like yeah. plushies. Yeah, I, really I, I kind of want that. I kind of want that plushie that went went uh, already came and went. But I got my yeah. eyes out for it. Same. I hope I um see a menu one because uh, at Otakon because if it, that shit's going right in my hand, right in the that immediately I see it. It's on eBay. It's a hundred dollars. I don't oh, know how shit, big okay. it is, but I see it and I want it. I'm eyeing up a Nanachi fishing figure, hmm. which is fishing or they're fishing uh, from that same website I sent you. Yeah. The. Uh, Oh, cool. Oh, Oh, shit. That's That's, very beautiful. That's literally so good. Yeah. See? They are so good now. (laughs) The one I had was just Nanachi standing on a patch of grass like that with a little bit of water in front of it. It was kind of like that, except for um, he was just standing still. Mm. And I was like... Static. Yeah, and I was like, this is so cool. Because, like, the base was, like the grass and stuff it wasn't just like a plain base i was like oh man fuck yeah and nobody knew about it <laughs> like nobody knew about the series at all mm-hmm. <laughs> okay well just about at the two hour mark do we oh really already yeah, already Damn. yeah um do we have any closing thoughts mm, it's kind of said my piece uh I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah, let's let's. Yeah, me too. Let's get the let's get them. I want to see uh, one more thing is I'll Ren. Uh, I want to see his um, his like you know third fourth gear reg whenever he has that when he ever yeah. gets oh yeah spinning. I'm that's inc- wild, man. I'm incredibly stressed out that reg has only one arm now. Oh, <laughs> me too. Especially because it looks bloody still. 
Yeah, I thought for sure they were going to put his arm back on. Like, uh, why didn't they? Made in Abyss equally stresses me out and makes me want more at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think that Reg is able to go into that fighting mode now at will. Is that yeah, I guess, your I guess we'll see. That was not yeah. my impression, but I guess okay. we'll see. Yeah, I'm actually scared that they're going to lose Reg this season because of the um the symbols that they found on the stuff in the in the the camp the base of the Bondru base mm-hmm. where the symbol goes away after you uh, use the uh, the relic too too often yeah um, I, i'm really scared about that i think they're i think they're going to lose rega like a really integral part of their mission and i don't know i don't know what's going to happen yeah that is possible i i assumed and this may not be the correct assumption of willing to be told that I'm wrong I assumed that when he took in all that power and all the power uh, like made him slippery as Bondrew described him um, <laughs> that that recharged his incinerator-ness that he's like not lacking in power because he like sucked in all that electricity all at once Oh, you know, I love that. I love that theory. Uh, that's now my head cannon. So yeah, but I, you know, that there's nothing, nothing in the show that would like. They don't say that in the show. They don't mm-hmm. even really infer that in the show. It just kind of made logical sense to me, and I, I kind of came to that conclusion because when he, I, I thought, and I'm, I might just be misremembering, but I thought for sure there was a moment where he put his helmet back on and it was all bright and shit. So I was like, oh, mm. he's like recharged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I love that because I was going to get real scared for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared the motherfucker only got one arm. How's he supposed to do all his different <laughs> things that he does with only <laughs> one arm? We're like, where's the second arm? Like, get his arm back on there. Like, he's a fucking <laughs> robot. You can just put it back on. You know, honestly, you could probably ask Bon Drew to put it back on. Just like, at that point, he's supposedly so weak that he can't stand up to them in a fight. You could just bully him to put it back on. I thought Bon Drew died. Bon Drew never dies. I, I, we know, but I thought in that fight, he was like, down and out. Yeah, that bo- that Bonjard gets killed, but then he shows up five minutes later. The next Bonjard, he, he waves goodbye to him. Damn it! Mm-hmm. He just lets Fuck. him go. Yeah, he just he just Bondrude. just like that's All my right, final thought. Yeah. Fuck Bonjard. Yeah, he's like great fight. I'll see you in the next one. Yeah, <laughs> he's got he's got a new body. He's, you know it's new. You know that it's new because it's got different. He's got a different face again. Mm. But it's the same, yeah, it's Bondrude helmet and outfit, but different face. So he's just transferred his consciousness into the next body. And he's, all right, bye, guys. Well, can I mean, we presumably he's just rebuilding his base and then going we, getting back to his can, business. Can we ask him for Prushka back? Put Prushka's uh, consciousness into a new body. Thank you for coming on our journey. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel, um, if you, I feel um, so. There, I know people from the gym sometimes listen to these episodes, and now I'm like, we'll fuck, man, if I tip my hand too much talking about like weird child abuse, you know, young <laughs> yes. couple boners and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that child abuse and bondred is a possibility and you're like eh, he's a nice guy <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I cannot let it go <laughs> but anyway thank you guys so much for listening uh, if you want to talk to us in between episodes hit us up on our discord um, you can check out the links for that on our website at otakuhostclub.com and if you'd like to support the show we have a patreon at patreon.com slash club. and we will see you at the bottom of the abyss bum 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 yep. <laughs> I, I, I will be wheeling and dealing in punk records the things of value <laughs> to my hollow soul I will have 1,000 minions yeah Crawling all Crawling over all me. Crawling all over you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Goodbye. See you in the next one. Oh, it's coming.